too strong. I won't turn back. Oh, I won't turn back. Help me sing. I won't turn back. I said I won't turn back. I won't turn back now. I've got a made up mind. I won't turn back. I said I won't the hearts with our hands and love and praise him. I thank you, Jesus. I bless your name. Your name is above every name. We thank you, Lord, and we look to you. We praise you. You are our God and our King and our Savior. Oh, Lord God, I bless you and I worship you, Lord. I need you this day, this moment. Oh, Lord, Jesus' sweet name. Thank you, dear God. You have a Bible this morning. Turn your attention to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Very glad to have each and every one of you that is here today. Those of you that are visiting for the first time, we're very happy to have you here, and you're most welcome here. We want you to keep right on coming, and let the good God of heaven talk to your heart. And everybody said, praise the Lord. I would like for you to look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. We'll go a little up here, guys. These guys will squeeze in a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Good problem when we have to squeeze a little bit. That's why we're building a bigger sanctuary. All right. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2. If you would look, please, at verse 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. We're in, in time past pastime, he's saying. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want to uh, minister this morning on there's a spirit at work. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. The Bible teaches us that there are two spirits overall, and that is the Spirit of God, which is the Spirit of truth, and then there is the Spirit of the devil, which is the Spirit of error. You have to come to a place in life where you start working with the right spirit. And Jesus Christ brings that right spirit to everybody. The Bible teaches that he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He draws us to a place of repentance. And when we repent, that is when we're truly sorry and we break off from that spirit that is leading us continually, misleading us into sin, and to harmful and injurious things, when we finally break away from that by the grace of God that leads us to repentance, the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And we break 
by God's help and grace, the grip that the enemy has had on our lives, then we begin to work with the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of truth. And the Bible teaches that He wants to place the Spirit of truth in your heart. He wants to lead and guide you into all truth. Now the enemy, that spirit of the enemy, that which you cannot see, that spirit, but he is, he is working in this world. And the Bible calls him the prince and the power of the air. And though you cannot see him, he is there. We're not here to brag on him, but we're here to educate you that he is not uh, just some person running around with a pitchfork, a couple of horns pop popping out of his head. Uh, that is one of his tricks is to get people's imagination to cloak things in humor uh, somebody I read uh, something that I definitely liked when I read it and it's, there's a truth to it it said that uh, the party in hell was canceled due to fire and there's a whole lot of folks think they're going to party in hell but there's no party in hell no party in hell, no fun in hell, no peace in hell. There's no joy in hell. There's nothing that you would want that is in hell. Everything that torments, everything that darkens, everything that is ugly and nasty and hateful and bitter, that's what's in hell. There's not going to be any comfort from those things in hell. See, the work that's going on is going on now and here, here and now. And you've got to tell yourself that there's one or two spirits here and I've got to come to a place where I recognize that there's a, an evil spirit, there's a bad spirit, there's an injurious spirit, a harmful spirit, a spirit that plucks up when something is planted, a spirit that tears down when something is built up. A spirit that comes to uh, bring such misery and pain that, and, and a darkening of the understanding that it leads people to a place to where they're greatly unhappy, to where they're in misery, and to where they find themselves always uncomfortable and stirred up and can't seem to get anything going in the right direction. That's what the enemy does. That's what his spirit does. And as the writer said here, in time past, now he's talking to people who the light went on. The light came into their life. And that light is Jesus Christ. A young man, a very tall young man, said to me the other day, he said, well, the customer is always right. And I said, no, nah, I don't know about that. I said, but I know one that, only one that is always right. And he paused for a minute. He said, Jesus Christ? And I said, that's right. I said, he's the only one that's always right. And the good thing about Jesus, one of the good things about him is that his motives are right. He is concerned about you. He has your best interests at heart. He already owns everything. He has all power in heaven and earth. He reigns supreme. He is the eternal God. He is the wonderful and the counselor. 
He is the almighty and the mighty God. And he is the one that you need in your life. He doesn't need you. You need him. And he doesn't build his life around people. People need to build their lives around him. And you don't tell him what to do. He tells you what to do. And if you can get the right order and the right thinking about him, then things are not in some kind of a situation where he's going to try to bring it down on you. You want to understand that when your understanding gets lightened up, when you get the, the understanding undarkened, the darkness goes away, the doubt is dissolved, and faith replaces unbelief, and you begin to yield yourself unto the Lord in His ways, you're going to find that the struggle is not going to be with Him. You're going to find that He not only is your God, but He is your friend. You're not only going to find that He's your friend, but that He's your comforter. You're not only going to find that He's your comforter, but that He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He is every good and great and wonderful thing that you have need of. writing to people that had how did one writer say he said uh, he named the whole catalog of the wrong kind of lifestyle and when he got done he said he listed them all out all kinds of things and he said and such were some of you he said but now everybody said now he said but now he said you in other words saying it plainly and simply. Now you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And your sins are totally pardoned and sent away and remembered no more. And you are now filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have the Spirit of Christ in your heart. And you have put off the old and the former way of living and doing things. The Bible uses the word conversation. It means lifestyle or style in which you live. The, the things that you follow, the things that you do, the things that you pursue and chase after, uh, the everything about you that you did. He was saying here, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. And the one reason you did that is because he said it was according to the prince and the power of the air that you understand who had control. The wrong spirit had control. One individual came to Jesus in the days of his flesh. And as Jesus was going about, what was he going about doing? Was he telling everybody, you're doing it wrong, you're saying it? No. He came and the Bible said he did good to people. He healed those that were sick. He, he uh, casted out the evil spirits. He did, and, and people that were oppressed, he lifted them up and encouraged them. And one day, going about that business, bringing that ministry, that peace to people's hearts and lives, an individual comes up to him and asks him to have mercy on him. And what's the problem? He said, well, I've got a child, a son. And he said, an evil spirit gets a hold of him.
and troubles him and casts him this way and that way and is destroying his life and consequently my life. And I need you to have mercy on me. I need your help here, Lord. I need you because I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know how to handle it. The psychologists can't do it. The psychiatric wards can't do it. The drugs haven't helped it. Nothing, nothing, nothing is helping here. I'm appealing now to you. You're the Savior. You're the Redeemer. You're the Master. You come the seas. You take care of the boisterous winds. You get the boat to sitting peaceful and calm and you lead and you guide and you do good. I need you. Because everything else has failed and everything else will fail. Everything else is so short term. I need your help here, Lord. The problem was there was a spirit there. And you want to pay attention here because he said that in the past, he was telling people now, and you want to learn from people who came out of darkness. You want to learn from people who were once alienated. They were cut off from the things of God by unbelief and doubt and fear, involvement with the wrong things and chasing the wrong things, pursuing the wrong things, trying to, to gain all the things that the enemy spirit that was working and is working in this world that he was promoting and flashing before them and constantly showing them until they started imitating it and they tried to be like that and do like that and coming to places to where they were miserable and unhappy and could always wanting but never satisfied and and he said I'm I'm talking to you because you once were like that he said you had this big catalog of things in your life that spirit was ruling know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves to be servants that's the one that becomes the master that's the one that rules your life and we're born in sin we are misshapen in iniquity or lawlessness the lawlessness of this spirit that's working here in this world and that's what he said listen to it plainly he said according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. There's a spirit there. When you can't see it, but you you experience it, and you know that things aren't going right, and you know that you're driven to do the wrong things, and you find yourself doing the wrong things, even when you're hurting and harming yourself and your children, and you're giving them the wrong example, and then they take that example and they give that bad example to others, and it keeps on keeping on until we've got a world full of difficulties, don't we? We got a city full of difficulties, we got a county full of difficulties, we got a state full of problems, we got a nation and a world filled with problems, and everybody needs their right spirit. They need to identify and lock in on the presence of the Lord. They need to realize that he is greater than the prince and the power of the air and he can step in. It's like for that individual that said, my son, my son, I got a problem. Whatever your problem is, whatever relationships are, Jesus steps in and he takes care of that spirit. He gets it out and he's the only one that can. The only one that can do it. Religion can't do it. Religion fails. Religion is just man making up his own ways because man says it, so it is. And they sell people on that. But in God's eyes, it's not that way. It's not so it is. God's not recognizing that at all. I'll give you an example from your Bible. In the book of Acts, the Scripture teaches that uh, there was an individual uh, or a group of individuals. There was like seven of them. And they came along 
and they saw somebody that had a spirit in their life, working in their life, destroying their life. And they begin to rebuke that spirit by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And that spirit rose up. You see, it's not, it's not a, a, a fairy tale here. What makes people jump off of bridges? What makes people shoot people? What makes people OD on drugs? What makes people chase after the wrong things and constantly hurting themselves and hurting those that they supposedly love all around them? Why, what keeps people dr being driven in the wrong directions, doing the wrong? It's the prince and the power of the air of this world. It's that lowercase small g God of this world that the Bible said he blinds the minds lest at any time you would see the hope and the glory and the inheritance that God has for you that's in the gospel that's in the truth by Jesus Christ he don't want you to see that he wants to cover your eyes he doesn't want you to look in the direction of the truth he doesn't want you to have the spirit of truth in your life he doesn't want you to be led and guided into all truth he doesn't want you to get away from him who is a liar and the father of lies he just wants to keep on stringing you along with his lies Bible teaches very plainly that these seven sons of Sceva, that they begin to rebuke this spirit, and that spirit answered them right back and said, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? And the Bible said that spirit leaped on them, began to tear them up, and, and left them wounded, and, and tore their clothing, and just absolutely put them on the run. Religion cannot do this. That's why religion has to tell you, well, that's not for us anymore. There's no such thing as devils being casted out anymore. There's no such thing as healing anymore for sick people. There, there's no such thing as receiving the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gives the ability to do so. And there's no such thing as the gifts of the Spirit. That's what religion has to tell you because religion doesn't have it. And then those that try to imitate it are just imitators. That's all they are. They're not possessors. They're just professors. They're professing they got something but they don't possess it because they don't believe in it. Their world is filled with religious people who tell you to believe in Jesus but they themselves are not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What a contradiction to claim that you believe in that name and then will not take that name on in water baptism. What a tremendous uh, contradiction that is. You want the book, you want the whole book, and you want nothing but the book. How did they do it? How did they get victory over spirits that came to destroy their lives? They did it through God's spirit, and God's working to work here. There's a spirit working. You want to work with that spirit, the right spirit. You want to localize and identify the right spirit. Everybody said praise the Lord. And everybody said hallelujah. So there is a, these folks were being told, you used to be like that. You know, we, I went to a, uh, a frame shop. You know, they frame pictures and do things like that. And, but they also... Uh, restore things and uh, they showed us they had a display and they showed us <clears throat> and they took something that was completely destroyed mangled, messed up just you know you couldn't even hardly recognize what it was when you looked at it and, uh, and then that was one half of it and then they showed the other half after they had restored it and how beautiful it was And you had the before and you had the after can I tell you my God's been doing that for a long time but he doesn't do it to picture frames. Somebody told me the other day, you know, they started talking about dogs and cats, and I said, you are talking to the wrong guy. 
I said, because I don't do dogs and I don't do cats and I don't care anything about pets. I said, I'm in the people business. I said, I do people. I'm about people because that's the business my God is in. My God is interested in you. You have a living soul and there is a world to come and it's either up in heaven or down in hell. It's either with Jesus for all of eternity or not. And you're going to be with that spirit that darkens the mind. Wind up with that spirit that does gets only his pleasure out of tormenting people and torturing people. Fire and brimstone let me tell you something you better recognize what the enemy's doing because what he's doing in this world is nothing to compare with the misery that's going to be in the world to come you don't want to be with him and he said hey we're in time past you walked like that you were you were he's reminding them you were dead in your sins and trespasses and you walked according to the course of this world you followed the spirit of this world you were caught up in the rapids of this life. And, and the one that was guiding the raft down the rapids was nothing but the enemy. And he's just bringing you into every hard luck experience, bringing you to every cursed and miserable thing. And he said, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit, he said, small s, the spirit that now, everybody said now, that now worketh or now is working or now works in the children of disobedience. Disobedient to the gospel. You want to get obedient to the gospel. Why, why did he say in time past? Because they got obedient. Where in one time they were disobedient. Now people just like you, they became obedient. They, they said, I'm through with sin. I'm through with this mess. I'm through with living uh, this crazy life and, and doing things on my own. And I think I'm doing it on my own. And all the while, I'm just being led and driven by something I can't even see. But it is absolutely, what did Paul say? When I, I would do good, he said, evil is present with me. And the thing that I would do, I don't do. And the thing that I would not do, I wind up doing that. Why does that happen? I heard a tape of a man one time. They caught him, you know, phone things and all that. They caught him, and it was a, it was a drug party, and, and he was well-known, and he said, you could hear him saying, I, I got to get out of here. I don't, I don't belong here. I, I don't need to be here. I, I, I got to get out of here. Well, he wound up doing the drugs, and it wasn't too many days later, a week later, he, he was dead. I don't need to be here. That's right. There's places we don't need to be. There's things we wind up doing that we don't need to be doing, and there's people we hang around that we don't need to be hanging around with. We want to he said to these folks who had escaped you know Jesus is our escape hatch Jesus gets us out of the mess we find ourselves in amen and the Bible said that he looked at them these people and he taught them and he said you you used to walk that way you used to live that way you used to talk that way you used to act that way but now now we've had a change for the good here he, we, we have uh, we used to have you know if you go on to the next verse he says among whom also we all nobody you know, all are born in sin. Everybody's falling short of God's glory. Everybody needs the salvation that belongeth to God. He said, among whom, okay, also we all had our conversation or our style of living in times past. He's talking to folks that escaped. He's talking to folks that, that got washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. People that got delivered from evil spirit working in their lives and got the good, holy spirit in their life. I know a lot of people got a spirit, but it ain't a holy spirit. There's a difference here. And he said, you walked in time past in the lusts of flesh. 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath oh that means you're going to catch it he said even as others he said but God everybody said but God but God who is rich in mercy didn't say nothing about money did it you see money just really doesn't matter I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this world is going to pass away. And the guy that gets all the money, he's still going to die. Okay? He's still going to die. I talked to a preacher yesterday and told me that his 25-year-old grandson, a year ago, practically a year ago this, this day, he died 25 years old on a motorcycle. 25 years old. Gone. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, not just love, but great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were sinners, dead in sin, even when we were doing it wrong, saying it wrong, thinking it wrong, jiving around, he loved us. He loved us. Isn't that something? And he hath quickened us. He made us alive. That's what that means. He made us alive with Christ. And that's when he said, by grace you're saved. Oh, it's grace, all right. That's his favor. He looked on you when you was doing it all wrong. You had all that dirt, and he looks at you with eyes of love and mercy and favor. And he says, I, wanna, I want my light to shine right in your life. Oh, yeah, that's what he wants to do. And he said that in the ages to come, that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. This isn't for a little while. This is going to be for all of eternity, world without end, that you would be a, benef a beneficiary. You would be the one that reaps the benefit of, of his riches, the riches of his grace, of his love, of his mercy, of his power. In his kindness, the book said, toward us. Oh, he's kind. In his kindness towards us through his provision, which was Christ Jesus on the cross, that body, that flesh. He said, I'm going I'm to come in flesh, and that flesh is going to be a sacrifice. And I, that flesh is going to give its life on the cross for everybody. But you know what? Everybody is not choosing to be obedient here and have faith here. And uh, one individual told us just the other day, my wife and I going through and invited her to church. And, and she said, she said, well, I, I, I want to come. She said, but something always comes up. Well, knock it down. Knock it down. You just let this become what it is already. It's the most important thing, and let it become that to you. Tell yourself, this is, this is my time. I am, and that's what these people did, and that's what many of us have done, and that you can do also, that you can, you can get away from that. You can be delivered from that spirit, and it is a spirit. And, it, and the Bible talked about angels that are greater in power and might, and the Bible also talked about fallen angels. That they still have power and they still have might as when it comes in relation to us. And we need something here. We need a, we need a booster. <laughs> we need a step-up transformer. And all that translates into we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Baptist so that I can cast out the devil. So that I can stomp on the devil. That's where Jesus said, I give you all power over the power of the enemy. And then he said, don't even be so rejoiceful about that. You go and rejoice because your name, when you're baptized in my name, when you're filled with my spirit, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. 
Amen. You can remain standing. Please remember, when things are going really bad, you better remember that there's a spirit working here. There's a spirit at work, and that spirit is there to destroy you. That, that spirit comes. The Bible said he comes to kill. The Bible called him the angel or the messenger of death and destruction. He has no good thing for you, but here comes Jesus. And he came walking down that road, friend, and over that hilltop, and John said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And absolutely, here he comes. And he's, I'm going to baptize him and give you an example. Let's not lose the Bible example. Jesus Christ in the days of his flesh was baptized for your sake so that you could see how it's done that you could have it written and know how it's done that you are to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and it's for the full pardon of all of your sins and then the Bible said the spirit of the, of the Lord descended upon that man that flesh that body known as Jesus Christ and that showed you that you could receive and were to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost so that you would be born again of water and of the Spirit. Notice it said the Spirit, not just any Spirit. You want that good Holy Spirit. You want that gift of grace, gift of God Spirit. You want the Comforter. You want the one that's going to lift up your head pat you on the back and encourage you and correct you when you need correction and get you going down the right road and the right path in the right direction heading for the right goal line and that's heaven my friend and everybody said praise the Lord so you remember when your mind gets troubled Jesus said don't let your mind your heart be troubled if you just start believing he said then we can take care of that trouble we can, we, one woman came and she said my, I got a daughter at home and she's, she's full of the devil Jesus said, we can take care of that. And he did. She went home and everything was cool. I mean, I shortened that up for you and made it concise, but that's the bottom line. She got home. Devil was gone. Daughter was in good shape. Don't you want to get that evil spirit off your daughter? Don't you, you don't want her to be a runaround. You don't want to raise up no hoochie mama. You want to raise up a daughter of God. And we're not raising up no gang people. We're raising up sons of God. Sons of thunder, the Bible said. And that means you got to train them. And you got to teach them. And for that to happen, you got to get the Holy Ghost. It all starts with receiving the work of the Spirit in your life. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say praise the Lord. Let's take a moment. Let's work with the right Spirit. There's a Spirit working. You make sure... It's the right spirit that you're identifying with. Oh, yeah. You know, one, one woman came dancing around. She was kicking up her heels. And she started chanting and saying about Paul and Silas. She said, these be the servants of the Most High God. These be the servants of the Most High God. They show unto us the way of salvation. A lot of people would have said, man, wow. Oh. But you see, you got to watch what you identify with. And Paul was like, honey, I ain't no part of you, and you ain't no part of me. You got nothing to do with this church. You got nothing to do with this salvation. As a matter of fact, he rebuked the devil, and that spirit within an hour came out of her. You know, some people, anything that goes, they think it's God. You better wake up. There's a spirit working. You better know which spirit it is. And, you know, a tree is known by the fruit that it brings forth. You see people 
coming around claiming Jesus, you know, and everything out of their mouth is filth. When the Bible said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, now that you're not walking that old way anymore. You see, there's a new way to walk. There's a new way to talk. There's a new way to be thinking and to be acting. When you get this salvation, you're no longer in the course of this world. Now you're on the straight and the narrow. You're not on the broad and the wide anymore. You're headed to heaven and not to hell. Amen. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Come on now. Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, yeah. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Oh, yeah, come on. 